A teenager gets a USB cable caught inside his penis while he was trying to measure it. A man called 911 over and over again to say that he was tired. And bees kill dozens of endangered penguins in Africa. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a hot closet, baby. This is how we do it. A 15-year-old boy got a USB cable stuck inside his penis while he was trying to measure the length of it. Because uh, apparently in his country there's no tape measures, maybe. You got USB cables but no rulers. Is that how it's going? Or maybe where he lives, that's how they measure the penis. What are you rocking, half a USB cable? Quarter USB? What, you got a one-fifth of a USB? <laughs> this is very sad. I mean, I'm laughing about it. This, this poor child probably had to go through a very... Uh, lengthy and painful procedure to remove the USB cable. The article says here, you might get a USB cable in a package of electronics that you might have bought off Amazon, but that doesn't mean you should take that USB cable out and put it inside your package. Now, if you have a penis or you are empathetic towards anybody with a penis, this case report from the Journal of Urology is going to make you cringe. Uh, a team from the University College Hospital in London, UK, detailed what happened to a young boy who decided to insert a USB cable into his urethra, which is the opening of the penis. I think I pronounced it correctly. Urethra. Any uh, scientists out there want to make sure I got that right? USB stands for Universal Serial Bus. Uh, but universal doesn't mean everywhere. It doesn't mean inside a urethra. There are limits to where a universal serial bus cable should go, <laughs> in my opinion. What are some of those places? Well, certainly in your bowl of spaghetti. No, you don't want that. And you definitely don't want it in your urethra. People should uh, use US cables to connect to peripheral devices, I recommend, such as cameras and printers and scanners and storage devices and the whatnot. Maybe you charge your phone this way. <laughs> you shouldn't put it inside your penis. This is just... You know, you would think it's common knowledge, but I have to say this on the show because I think I have some young boys listening and they may want to try that. They might look at a USB cable and say, you know what? That, uh, that fits in there. <laughs> I don't know when you're young, you just put things in holes. I guess you do that, right? Everybody's sort of, <laughs> Josie, what are you talking about? I don't know. Just ignore that. Now, apparently the doctors asked the teen boy, why he had put the USB cable inside his penis. And he said, quote, to measure the length of the penis, but I was also triggered by sexual curiosity. And, uh, well, that's a boy for you, right? So when he tried to remove the USB cable from his urethra, he could not, as you can imagine. Instead, he noticed blood in his urine. He went to the emergency department. Doctors first tried using a scope to remove the USB cable. And in this case, scope didn't mean a kaleidoscope, a telescope, or a mouthwash. No, they got a little thing that goes, it's like a tiny little needle with a camera on the end of it. It's called a rigid cystoscope. They put it into the urethra. Such a scope can have either a blade or a laser that can cut away tissue inside the urethra to help loosen and remove the cable, see what's in there. They go into detail on how they, re <laughs> they removed this cable. The procedure was... Difficult because apparently there was a knot in the USB cable. How? Dude. You're going to put the cable in there. Don't have a knot in the cable. It just seems 
Man, look, I don't condone putting a USB cable in there, but if you're going to, at least make sure there's not a knot. I mean, that just seems rudimentary. <laughs> oh, man, I just, this is why I can't have kids, man. What? <laughs> just do the dumbest shit they do between the TikTok challenges and USB cables inside their pee holes. What, what else is going on? This was not the first case of someone trying to insert an object into the urethra. Where there's a hole, there's a way, guys. Yeah. People have put other things in there, including uh, well, reports of needles, pins, iron wires, pistachio shells. <laughs> pistachio shells, very strange. Plastic forks. I don't know how you get a plastic fork in there. A spoon in your urethra. How big is your urethra, sir? Metal screws, aluminum, pieces of cardboard, pieces of paper, staples, writing utensils such as pens and pencils, coaxial cables. Spray foam sealant. <laughs> Pretty much anything you can find in a desk drawer, people have tried to put inside their urethra. I don't condone it. <laughs> a man is in trouble for calling 911, the emergency phone number, to say that he was tired. And dispatch got tired of dealing with him. Hey, an Indiana man, that's the guy. He continuously called 911 this weekend. To announce that he was tired, quote, just tired. He's now going to be spending two months in county jail, according to the court records. Yeah, they really don't mess around with these 911 calls. Daniel Schrader, age 61. Oh, 61. Maybe he is tired. He's not lying. But Daniel did the wrong thing. You don't call the emergency number when you're tired, Daniel. You just you get yourself some triple espresso shots like Jonesy does it. Maybe a cup of matcha. Maybe a little powder, Daniel, up the old nasal passage. What about that, Daniel, huh? He doesn't know the joys of these extracurricular chemicals, apparently. And Daniel was taken into custody for calling this 911 four times to say that he was tired. Four times. <laughs> and then they just show up at your house, buddy. Oh, you're tired, buddy? Yeah, we're going to put you in jail, a place where you can get a lot of sleep because you're tired. Looking at the photo of Daniel, he looks a little crazy. He looks a little too old to not realize what 911 is used for, though. He made the calls the day, get this, he made these phone calls to say he was tired the day after pleading guilty to an earlier misuse of 911, in which he admitted to phoning 911 to state his displeasure with a relative who was not following his rules. <laughs> Daniel thinks 911's going to send, what, what uh, the National Guard to help you with your relative that's not following the rules? This guy just doesn't have a clue. Uh, for the offense of calling 911 about the relative not following his rules, he actually was ordered to spend six months in jail. But that sentence was suspended so long as he did not call 911 unless it's emer an emergency. <laughs> but he couldn't stop calling 911. <laughs> he pleaded guilty to, <laughs> to violating this rule. <laughs> it's, it's a misdemeanor, but he's still going to do jail time because they just can't screw around. There's only so many 911 operators and you can't hold up the line with phone calls such as, hey, I'm tired, or, hey, you know, I ran out of sweet and sour sauce for my nuggets. What other reasons has this guy called 911? I'm wondering. How good is his life where being tired is a state of emergency? I want that kind of life, you know? Just calling 911 be like, guys, I just don't have the energy to wash these delicious organic strawberries I got at the farmer's market. It's just, could you send somebody over here, please? Now, it says here, this Schrader is no stranger to the law, even this year. 
in May he was charged with possession. It doesn't say of what. Something that obviously didn't make him tired. He ran out of whatever that was. <laughs> whatever he had that kept him going. He was also charged with leaving the scene of a crash, operating a vehicle while intoxicated after allegedly driving drunk through a cemetery. <laughs> he did a damage to a, a minimum of four headstones in the cemetery. This guy is out of control. Be thankful he's only calling 911 for inappropriate reasons because this guy out in the world just doing other things. You don't want that. You want him tired is what I'm saying because when he's on chemicals, he drives through cemeteries and crashes over gravestones that may belong to your dead relatives. Bees have killed dozens of endangered penguins in South Africa. Can't believe this. A swarm of bees has indeed killed 63 endangered African penguins on a beach outside of Cape Town in South Africa. 63 penguins killed by bees? How? I, I would think that penguins are much stronger than a swarm of bees, but what do I know? Uh, here's a quote from someone named David Roberts, who's the foundation, works for the Foundation of Conservation of Coastal Birds in South Africa. What's a South African accent? It's just... Well, after the tests, we found bee stings around the penguins' eyes. This is a very rare occurrence, of course. We do not expect it to happen very often. It's quite a fluke. There are also very many dead bees on the scene, we noticed. The protected birds were found on Friday. They were from a colony in Simmonstown, which is a small town near Cape Town. The area is a national park. Cape honeybees are actually part of the ecosystem. The penguins, we don't like them to die like this. We want to keep them. They're endangered, right? They're already in danger of extinction. They're protected species. This is a tragedy. These birds were taken to the foundation for post-mortems post and samples were sent for disease and toxicology testing. There were no external physical injuries found on any of the birds. Just multiple bee stings. It's a mystery. Why? Why? The African penguins inhabit the coast in the islands of South Africa, if you don't know. They're on the International Union for Conservation of Nature's red list, meaning they face a high risk of extinction. These damn bees. I can't believe it. Never in my life did I think bees would kill penguins. They're not natural enemies. I don't know what must have happened. We're trying to find evidence that the penguins were taunting the bees. Didn't find any of that. I don't even know if this is a Cape Town accent I'm doing right here. Just trying my best here. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm just trying to make this entertaining because it's a sad story. Uh, I don't, I don't, I love penguins. They're just such pleasant creatures. And to have them just taken out like this, 63 is a lot. I mean, there's probably only like 83 alive. So this is a big concern. Also, the why did they upset the bees' nests? Were these murder hornets? It doesn't say that. Uh, but I don't know. Have you seen these murder hornets? They look like they could kill a bear. They're so huge. Bigger than your hand, these murder hornets. I would never want to run into a gang of murder hornets. I don't think I would last five minutes. Um, okay, that's all I have to say about that. Hey, my friends. I hope you had a nice weekend. I hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday story. Thanks for sending me those links. Those of you who did, you can always send me stories or write me a little note to funnyjones at gmail.com or you can send them on through the social medias like at funnyjones on Instagram or at funnyjones on Twitter as well. Uh, if you haven't followed me, please do so or consider it or don't. It's totally cool. 
if you'd like to support the show, which I hope you will, check out my Patreon. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Weird AF News. Uh, I've been putting content up there, in there, and uh, you get access to that when you join the Patreon. And you can do so for as little as a couple of bucks a month, which is like buying Jonesy a half a beer uh, or one espresso shot, which is, uh, which is very helpful. It keeps my motor running, which keeps the show going. You want that. It's five days a week, baby. Got to do it. Get me caffeinated. Join the Patreon today. Go to weirdafnews.com. You can join it from there as well. There's a phone number if you would like to call the show, of course. I welcome phone calls. I'll be publishing them after this, a few of them uh, that I got over the weekend. The number is 646-450-2012. And, uh, so if any of these stories resonated with you or, uh, or you, you were displeased or, or you were pleased, either way, call the show. Leave a message. I'd love to hear from you guys. Okay. Hope the start of your week is a good one, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Jonesy. It's Michael calling from Iowa City. Um, I'm glad that you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe, and I wanted to congratulate you on your Governor Newsom surviving the recall challenge that he had. Maybe the state of California will continue to remain safe and be one of the states that uh, stays ahead of this COVID challenge that we've got. I know you've got some more restrictions going in place in Los Angeles County, and it's not easy, but it's a good thing. I just don't understand this country and the craziness that is going on. It's just common sense, people. I worked at uh, a university hospital for the last 30 years in the pathology lab. The vaccines that we have are safe and proven they are not going to hurt you in any way we've got one that's fda approved and this is not a violation of your personal freedoms to wear a mask or to have the vaccination there's nothing in the constitution that guarantees you the right not to wear a mask and uh you know our grandparents would be tripping over themselves to get in line to get a vaccination because they would do it for the good of the public health, the good of the community, the good of their neighbors, and they would just do it because it was the right thing to do to keep their community safe. And the people that we have in today's world are just all about me, 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 and what I want to do, and they don't think about others. You may have the right to not get the vaccination or not wear a mask, but you don't have a right to catch the virus and then infect me and kill me because you didn't get vaccinated or you're not wearing a mask. Even if I'm wearing a mask and even if I'm vaccinated, you can infect me with your virus. So a little political here, Jonesy, sorry about that, but it upsets me when I see that last week there were days when we had over 3,000 people die every day uh, several days of last week when there were only 2,996 people that died on the terrorist bombings of 9-11. And, uh, you know, we had a common enemy then. Back in 2001, we came together. We were all united in fighting that enemy, and we have a common enemy now in COVID-19, and we can't get past the politics of this and do what's right for America and to protect our children who 
some of whom can't get the vaccination, but yet we're willing to send them to school without masks so that they can bring it home and infect other family members. And you know what? The kids are getting sick, being hospitalized and dying. So 